Good morning. Good morning. It's Pastor Maria Murphy. I'm Eric Murphy. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome this morning. God bless you today. As you come in, uh, just say hello. Greet one another. Uh, I'm just going to pull this up. I might be looking down for a minute. I'm just going to get on Facebook because this is the only way I can see you. I can't see you through my um, through that right now. So we just want to make sure we're on. There we are. Look, we're on. Can you hear us okay? Good morning, Laura. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, Henry. God bless you all today. I'm glad to see all of you. Good morning, Jean. God bless you. As you come in, just say good morning. Good morning, Miss Nasha. Good morning. Good morning. And Craig, God bless you. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. As you come in, just say hello. Now I'm going to switch over to... Uh, YouTube, and I'm just going to catch our folks over there. Hallelujah. We're using new technology from home. I know we usually stream like this uh, at church, but we're using new technology uh, at home. And so uh, we're just making sure that <laughs> it's working. All right. Um, I don't see us on YouTube here. We might have a little problem with YouTube. It might right. take a minute. Yeah, it could just take a sec. All right. So... There we are. Good morning. Good morning. So if you're on YouTube and you're watching, uh, there's a chat button at the bottom of the screen. And you can type in there, hello. Uh, you can, or not. I mean, I know some people don't know how to do, do that, and that's okay. Some people cast this to their TV, so it's difficult to type. You can't type on your TV. Uh, so I see there are a few people watching us there. We're glad to have you this morning. Uh, we are excited about the opportunity to meet together yes. virtually. Yes. I mean, a lot of churches have to cancel service, and they don't have the opportunity to come together. And so I'm so thankful to God that we embrace technology. Uh, I thank the ones who helped me uh, put things together for you today. You'll see uh, in just a short time. Uh, I'm just grateful uh, for this opportunity. I thank God for technology. I know that it's used for evil, but mm -hmm. uh, it's also used to spread the gospel. Right Amen. Here. We yes. can, yeah. And so we thank God for that. Let's go before the Lord in prayer, and then uh, we're going to get into, we're going to watch uh, one of the songs that the team did last week and we'll worship with them. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together with brothers and sisters of like precious faith. There's thank nothing you, like the household of faith and we're so grateful to be a part of it. Thank you, Father, for thank every you. single person who's joining with thank us today. We declare that we are one in the spirit and we are one thank in the you. Lord. No matter where we are, the presence of of the Lord is there. The spirit of God is there. The anointing of the Lord is there. And so whatever it is that we need today, we receive it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Glory to Thank God. You, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Jesus. Now we are going to uh, go ahead and uh, listen and participate, worship with the team uh, as they uh, do this song. Uh, it's one they did last week. I just pulled it up. I said, oh, we're going to do this today together. So just worship with them. And then there are a few announcements and then we'll be back, uh, uh, back here shortly. All right. God bless you. Hallelujah. Good and your mercy endures forever. We 
worship you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord
morning, everyone. I wanted to make a very special announcement about the first ever event hosted by Lit Youth here at our church. We'll be doing a matinee movie on February 19th from 2 to 4.30, open to kids of all ages. Kids 6 and under must be accompanied with an adult. We'll be showing the movie Sing 2. The Lit Youth will be designing their own movie tickets for this event. We're going to turn the sanctuary into an immersive experience for all the kids who do come out. And uh, youth, Lit Youth will be helping out with popping popcorn, giving out movie tickets, candy bars, drinks, and helping with the decorations. And also they'll be running the soundboard themselves. As this is our very first event and outreach, we would like to go as big as possible. Uh, I would love to have some raffles and prizes for the kids who do show up. This is where you guys come in. Uh, I'm hoping you guys give some donations, uh, maybe on your... Um, Offering envelopes, you can put down there, lit youth event, and donate to the cause. We're going to try to get prizes for each age group. Um, the more we bring in, the better this event will be. Uh, we're hoping to give out prizes to as many kids as we can. Uh, we are going to open this up to the public, so this next part is pretty important. I need to make sure that you guys understand. Uh, there will be a Facebook event. Posted on that page will be a link that you guys need to pre-register for tickets. If you do not pre-register for tickets, you will not be able to come in. We have limited seating, and we want to make sure that everybody who says they're coming is able to come in. And if we wait till the last minute, we might not be able to get everybody in. So you have to pre-register. We will be opening this up to the community. So if you don't pre-register and you miss out on the opportunity to get tickets, we will not be giving out tickets at the door. You pre-register, you can pick up your tickets with your pre-registration email that you have. You'll be able to pick them up at the door. We'll have someone from Lit Youth and myself there to hand you out your tickets. And we're, it's going to be a completely free event. And like I said, we're going to have fresh pop popcorn. It's going to be free, candy and drinks. And Lit Youth is going to run the whole thing. So please, please, please sign up on the link. Christine is going to work on with Pastor Maria so that you guys can make sure... You pre-register for your tickets. That's important. Thank you so much. Greetings, Father's House Family Church. It is Nasha Barton here with our upcoming events and announcements. First, I would like to invite you to connect with us on all of our social media accounts. Did you know that we are on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, and even Twitter? So be sure to connect with us on all of our social media accounts to stay updated on events and announcements. Um, also, I would like to invite you to join Pastor Maria in weekly prayer on Facebook Live every Monday through Friday at 9.30 a.m. Pastor Maria is diligent to pray with us every week, so be sure to connect with her on Facebook Live Mondays through Fridays at 9.30 a.m. We also have corporate prayer on Friday nights at 7 p.m., so you're welcome to join us any of those times. Minister Tom Hell was scheduled to be with us this morning. We have rescheduled him for next Sunday. So get excited. He will still be with us. He is still excited and looking forward to bringing forth the word of God. He is anointed teacher in the body of Christ. And he will be speaking to us about, are you rapture ready? So bring someone to church. Come expecting because we are excited to hear and see a move of God as we welcome Tom to be a minister, Tom Hale, to be our guest next Sunday. 
Next, pastors Sam and Sherilyn Smuckers will be with us on February the 13th during our morning service. Please be sure to join us. They always come with a rhema word from God. And we are so excited to have them join us again. They're coming all the way from Lancaster, PA. So please come and be a part of that service. Again, that's doing our Sunday morning worship service on February the 13th. Have you heard about our transformation track? Our transformation track is a program that is led by Henry Talbot, and it is held on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. This is a transformation track program that takes you from just being a visitor to a member of Father's House Family Church. If you are interested in joining officially, please see Henry Talbot for more information. And now my husband, Craig Barton, will join me for two very special Kingdom Couples announcements. Honey, thank you so much for joining me for these last two announcements. Guys, did you know that Kingdom Couples just launched a very new and special coaching program? Honey, would you like to tell us a little bit about this new coaching program? Absolutely, guys. We're so excited to announce and launch the Kingdom Couples coaching program. We're going to offer three coaching opportunities for premarital, marital, and parenting those who are interested, please see myself or my wife for further details. Yes, we can't wait to get you signed up. We can't wait to spend the next eight to 10 weeks with you, learning with you, growing with you, whatever season of life you are in. We can't wait to connect and grow with you. So please see us today. Last announcement is about our Valentine's Day event. We are so excited to host a game and dessert night at the church. So if you are interested, there is a sign up in the foyer. You can sign up today or you can just see myself or my husband and let us know that you'll be coming. We can't wait to have games. And so we encourage you to have dinner with your sweetheart and then come to the church for the game and dessert night. This concludes our announcements. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hello. She saw your head. Anyway, thanks for joining us. If you're just joining us, we welcome you to Father's House Family Church. Sunday service, we're online. Um, we're going to talk about giving. Who's ready to give? I'm always ready to give. Now let's remember when we talk about tithes and offerings, the tithe is 10% of our first fruit and the offering is anything over and above that. And I have a couple scriptures here that I want to say, I want to cite Romans 8.4. In order that righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Guys, when we give, we give what our heart says to give. We follow the law of 10%. And then over and above is the offering. But when we are giving, we want to give joyfully, happily, um, from our heart. And that makes our spirit happy. That makes our Lord happy. We're following the laws in the Bible to stay connected with him. And then one other scripture I want to talk about is Proverbs 3. Sorry, I'm hitting the microphone here. I feel like I'm in a radio studio. It's a little tight, but Proverbs Chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. When I say new wine, I'm like, okay, that's new money. Not the money that we've already had or possibly invested, but new money that the Lord will give us 
when we obey his commands. And when we talk about tithes and offering, I just want to talk about Pastor and I and how we we give every week. And then when we say we want to give an offering towards the building fund, we want to keep that what we say. We want to, we, we want to make it, if we're going to say we give $50 a week towards the building project, towards the roof fund, we want to make sure we give that every week. And if we miss a week, we want to make up for it the following week. And we do this because ever since we were married, we've been tithing. And I never really understood the law of tithing until I was married and talked to Pastors Jack and Maria, my in-laws, and then my wife. And we started working that principle. And even though I had to work three jobs at one point, and then I, had, I was without employment for a short period of time, We've always made up for it in our tithings when we could. Now, when I when I got a, a very good job that came out of nowhere, I needed a vehicle. We were tithing on what we were doing with the three jobs, or I was two jobs. And My brother-in-law, Chris, he stepped up and said, hey, you can use my car. So I used his car for two weeks, and then I got my truck. Now, I say this because everything that we've had, we base it on our tithings and offerings when we ask for it from the Lord. So I needed a new truck. Well, I wanted a truck. So I prayed, and I, I was thankful to God, t- tithing our 10%. And he is a faithful God. And we're, I, we were faithful to him the best we could be. Now, we're not perfect, but we try our best to be like Jesus and to follow the laws in the Bible. And he's blessed us ever since. I've been married for over 10 years now, and... Mm-hmm. Just from our tithes and offerings alone that I can speak on is it's it's never we've never had our needs not met. We've always met our needs and he's exceeded them. When we when I said I wanted this vehicle, he blessed us with this vehicle. When we walked in the house that we have now, Pastor said, This is the house I want right now. And the Lord blessed us with that. And so you follow the laws and when your heart is right. God is going to reward us. And then another thing about tithing that people might not realize is tithing with that law is almost, it's it's like an insurance. When you pay insurance on your car or your house, it's protection. And he protects us. When the enemy comes against us, he says, okay, he's not touching this. Your tithe's 10%. You've been faithful to giving every week. We're not letting anybody mess with you. So when I was short on money when I hurt my when I was injured and the insurance company said well we're not going to give you anymore you're cut off because you've been delaying this process even though I was not delaying any process it was just maybe because of COVID the doctor's offices are slow in making appointments and it took months for me to see a doctor in the first place so they cut us off and we still tithe and we couldn't tithe on the money that I wasn't receiving but as soon as I received that five weeks of pay and a lump sum because they knew they made the mistake. We tithe on that and caught back up to where we're supposed to be. And I thank God that he blesses us with the things that we can do because as pastor says, and as I agree with, we want to keep prospering so we can spread the gospel and just impact our community, not just with the church building there, but we want to go out and be able to give money out of our own pocket to help people. And I'm just really excited about that, and I know Pastor is too, because we've already been doing that, 
but we want to do more. And so I thank you for being faithful in our church, Father South Family Church. We have givers that give with their hearts, and we just want to continue. This is a big year for us. We're going to be building a new building, and we want to make sure we're all connected and on the same level and bringing each other up and bringing the church up, and then we'll bring the community up while we, because of our impact in the community. So I thank you for that. I thought I had one more thing I wanted to say. I think I said it already, but there's a few different ways we can give. How I can give is on this website, www.fhfcma.com, on your mobile phone, iPhone or Android device, and then we don't have envelopes when not when in church. I mean, if you have an, if you brought an envelope home, you could fill that envelope and bring it to church. And if you do give in person, then please remember you weren't there this week. Whenever we go on vacation and we tithe, we give, we give online so we can give no matter if we're in California, Florida, or out of the country, we like Aruba, and we can still give there and stay connected and have that insurance from the Lord to protect us. So right now I'm going to turn it over to the pastor, and she can pray. And folks, I'm just... I'm really happy that we have the opportunity to continue to have church, even though the weather we had yesterday. And I miss you this week, and I'm looking forward to seeing you. Next Sunday, we will not be here because since the storm, things got postponed one week. So I'll see you on Sunday, two Sundays from now. But I will be there on Wednesday night, and I pray that all of you show up on Wednesday because the more the merrier, and iron sharpens iron, so let's get together and, and build each other up, because this day that we live in, it's all about encouraging one, one another and sharing each other's tools from our toolbox of what I might receive from the Bible, what pastor might receive from the Bible. And we have a lot of people in our church that are seasoned, and we have some people that haven't been there that long, and maybe it could be that one night that they show up or that one Sunday that they show up, and in the discussion, they get revelation. So I'm excited for this year to come. I appreciate the opportunity and the privilege I have to speak to you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Eric. There's your phone. Give him a hand. Come on, find them hand emojis. Give him a hand. <laughs> Glory to God. He's my... He's my faithful, uh, not just my husband, my partner. Uh, he's my best friend. And so I thank God for him. I was uh, thanking God for him yesterday, uh, you know, just because life with him, he's made it so much easier. <laughs> and so I'm grateful to him uh, for that. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Thank you, like he said, for your faithful giving. Uh, when we give to God, there's always a reward. And and we put that law into motion, and, and that law works. Amen? Glory to God. It looks like we're up on all our platforms this morning, so I'm excited about this because you know what this does? Where are my prayers? You know what this does? This allows us to pray on all our platforms. So start 
starting Monday, starting tomorrow, I am going to go live on all our platforms and we can pray together live, not just on Facebook. And so I'm excited about that. I, this is a free service. I wasn't sure about it. I've known about it for several years, but have been leery because of just because of, uh, you know, bandwidth and all of that. But it seems to be working. So I'm excited about it. So we'll be praying together on all our platforms uh, starting except Twitter and Instagram. Uh, they haven't found how to do that unless you start on Instagram and do it directly. They can't multicast to it. So that's all right. For right now, we'll we'll be uh, praying on uh, Facebook, our website, and YouTube. I'll take it. Amen. Glory to God. We are going to get the word of God out. We are going to get the word of faith out uh, as he uh, gives us the opportunity. Amen. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give. I thank you, Father, that we can put your word into practice and give, and we can give cheerfully. This morning, we're cheerful givers. No one is making us give. We get to give. We don't have to give. And so we thank you for that. Thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. We're excited about this year and excited about things to come. And so we rejoice as we give today, and we know that your word says that you give seed to the sower and bring bread for food, and you multiply the seed that we sow, and you increase the fruits of our righteousness. You make all grace abound towards us, that we have all sufficiency of all things, and we do abound to every good work. Do you believe it? If you believe it, say in Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Well, I'm excited uh, for this message this morning. And uh, thank you to Mike and thank you to Miss Nasha and uh, Mr. Craig for uh, helping me put uh, the announcements together. Y'all are good. Y'all are so good. So I thank you for that. Uh, it's a blessing when we have people that we can do things together with. Amen. Glory to God. So this morning, um, we've been talking about kingdom living. And I really feel that God is wanting us to be real familiar with how his kingdom operates. Um, he's given us these kingdom navigational instruments we mentioned the other day, and he wants us to get extremely comfortable and proficient in using them. And why is that? If you'll go with me to Daniel chapter four and verse three, Daniel chapter four and verse three, I'll give you a second to get there. Oh yeah. I've got my t-shirt on. Do you have your t-shirt on? If you have your t-shirt, because it is family day. <laughs> it's family day. So if you have your t-shirt on, I want to see a picture of it. Post a picture in comments if you can. And uh, I want to see you in your t-shirt this morning. It's family Sunday. <laughs> Glory to God. So Daniel chapter four in the New Living, it says, how great are his signs, how powerful his wonders his kingdom will last how long? Forever. His rule through all generations. And then Psalm chapter 14 and verse 13. For your kingdom, Psalm 14 verse 13. I need to slow down. I know. Psalm 14 verse 13. I'm reading it out of the New Living. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. 
in the perilous times that are coming. And the word of God tells us they're coming. We already see things changing. It's not the same today. We agreed a couple of weeks ago as it was when we were growing up or even three years ago. Perilous times are coming. Those who live in the kingdom of God and walk in the ways of the kingdom will be untouched by the trauma, the tragedy, the destruction, the turmoil. Why? Because the kingdom of God will last forever. When all is said and done, it's the kingdom of God that will be left standing. And so I want to be a part of it, don't you? I want to be walking in the ways of the kingdom. And so that's the purpose for this series, because it's the kingdom of God that's going to last in these last days and beyond. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is calling us to get closer to him like never before and in ways that we've maybe not considered, even considered before. So we're going to continue our series today. And uh, we're going to look at one of the requirements for kingdom living. In fact, this requirement will determine how much or how little we receive from God. This requirement. You can, you know, you can check off all the boxes and in on your list. You know the list we talked about <laughs> a few weeks ago and on Wednesday. You can check off all the boxes like, you know, well, I go to church faithfully, you know, you know a few times a year at least, or I give every time I have money. <laughs> you know, we could check off all the boxes and tell God all the things we're doing. But if we don't meet this requirement, it will hinder what we receive from the Lord. This is required. And so we've got to, you'll, you'll be, you know, uh, I think it was Mr. Eric that read the scripture the other day, ask and you shall receive in Matthew seven, I believe, seek and you shall find knock and the door. If we don't meet this requirement right here, we'll ask, but we won't consistently receive. We'll seek, but we won't consistently find. We'll knock, but the door won't be consistently open to us. We may hit or miss here and there because of God's mercy, <laughs> because of his mercy. But this is something that we, it's required to live in the kingdom. It's not a new subject for this church by any means. If you've been with us for a while, you'll remember dad did a teaching on it for like a year, a series. We had someone who was like, all you teach on is love in this church because that's what we're teaching on this morning. The requirement of love. And so uh, on Valentine's Day, it's coming up on February the 14th. Well, we have Pastor Sam and Sherilyn with us on the 13th. And so consider this my Valentine's Day message, <laughs> since I won't be teaching that week. But uh, here's the thing. I'm not talking about natural love or world love, the world's kind of love. That's not what I'm talking about this morning. Uh, there are four types of love that you've probably uh, heard of. You may not have known the meaning or that kind of thing, but you know that there's more than one type of love. I'm going to go over that the four of them this morning. Uh, three of them I'm not talking about today, but I'll let you know what that is. The fourth one is the one we're going to talk about. So there's eros. 
This word is from the Greek uh, term for sexual love, and it's where we get the word erotic. Uh, in Greek culture, this word is referred to, it refers to sensual carnal impulses to satisfy or gratify the sexual desires of the flesh. It shares a common root with the word "ario," which means to ask, to beg, or to demand. It's not a giving love. It's a demanding love. It is not a love that seeks to give or to please someone else. And, and it it's only seeks fulfillment of its own desires. That's it. The word never appears in the New Testament, not even in the context of sex and marriage. When Paul or anybody else is talking about that, this word is never used in the New Testament. Even in the Greek culture, this word represents carnal Raw, base, low-level craving, yearning, ache, or appetite for sexual fulfillment. It's a selfish, flesh-based love. And we see this love demonstrated in our culture on a daily basis. You see all the rapes, all of the things that, all, all of that. That is this kind of love. We see it running rampant in our society. And the second kind of love is stergo. This is a picture of the love that exists between family. So a mother and a father, uh, children. As some even say, some scholars even say it's the love between a dog. You know how much a dog loves its family members. So it's a love that exists between uh, members of a family. This word, and it describes devotion. This word does appear in the New Testament, and one instance where it appears, it's kind of in a negative sense. It's in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 3. We've read this verse before. Uh, it says, without natural affection. That's, that Those three words right there is describing stergo love. That's how it was, uh, tra that's the translation that without natural affection comes from. And this is referring to Stergo love. And it says, this is when Paul was warning Timothy that there's a time coming where children will lose their devotion to parents. Uh, he said, there's a time coming where strong family ties and devotion to family will deteriorate. And are we seeing that? A deterioration in our families, in our marriages, with parent-children relationships? We see that all around the world, all around the world right now. And then the third kind of love is filial. This love describes affection. Uh, the affection felt between a boyfriend or a girlfriend or the affection shared between two friends. It carries the idea of two or more people who feel compatible, well-matched, well-suited, and complementary to each other. That's filio. These are not the kinds of love that I'm talking about this morning. These are not required for kingdom living. The kind of love we're talking about this morning is agape love. This is the kind of love we see talked about very frequently in the New Testament. And it depicts the God kind of love. 
Paul put it at the front of the list in Galatians chapter 5 in verse 22 when he listed the fruit of the Spirit. God's love is high level, praise the Lord, and there is no other love like agape love. This is the kind of love that's required for kingdom living. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So this is the kind of love that's required for it. Here's a a fact I thought was pretty amazing. The word agape is so filled with deep emotion and meaning that translators, translators have had a difficult time translating it in the New Testament. Such a hard time. It has baffled translators for centuries. It's such a powerful word, so I decided to check in with Rick Renner. Now, if you don't know Rick Renner, Rick Renner is the individual who um, I, I met when I was young. I was in high school. Him and his wife, Denise, were at Grace uh, Fellowship when I was there. I didn't know that they were going to be like worldwide ministers <laughs> at all. And I don't even know if at that point they knew. They didn't have a ministry like a worldwide ministry. They were in Tulsa at the time. And so they studied, they went to uh, university and all of that. And uh, Rick is a Greek scholar. I mean, he's amazing. And so I trust him. There are very few that I will trust in this area. I trust him. He's a man of integrity and he knows the word of God. So everything he does is based on the word of God. He's not out studying other things and then stumbles upon, oh, this is what the word, no, this is what he studies. And so I checked in with him to see how he describes this word. And this is how he describes agape love. Agape occurs when an individual sees, recognizes, and understands or appreciates the value of an object or a person, causing the viewer to behold this object or person in great esteem, awe, admiration, wonder, and sincere appreciation. Such great respect is awakened in the heart for that object or person he is beholding that he is compelled to love it. In fact, his love for that person or object is so strong that it is irresistible. Glory to God. It's irresistible. We see the perfect example of this in John chapter 3 in verse 16. You all know this verse, quote it with me. (laughs) For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever or whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. My friends, this is agape love the God kind of love, and he demonstrated it to you and I. Hallelujah. It was demonstrated towards you and towards me. He saw the human race and he recognized our value. He admired us even when we weren't interested in him. Hallelujah. He was stirred to do something about the state 
that we were in. Glory to God. And he did. His love for us stirred him to action. That's the God kind of love, agape love. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I thank God for his love for us. Ephesians chapter three and verse 18 talks about God's kind of love. It says that we may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. (laughs) See, the world's love is conditional and it's limited. We talked about eros. It's a self-seeking love, a demanding love. Stergo is limited only to one's family. And filio is based on limits or boundaries. It's based on mutual satisfaction, and it can be easily, easily disappointed. But God's love has no boundaries and no limits in how far, how wide, how deep it will go to show the recipient of it love. Hallelujah. Agape love is the highest form of love, and it's a self-sacrificial love. It's not looking at what it can get from someone, but it's, it's looking at what it can give of itself to others. Hallelujah. See, when you love with such a pure heart of love, with such a pure love, and you expect nothing back in return, it's impossible for you to feel hurt or left down, left out, you know, put down or let down by the response of the person that is the recipient of your love. If this is the kind of love you're walking in, it's hard to get hurt and to feel hurt because all you care about is that other person. It's not about me. It's not about my feelings. It's not about what they did to me. It's not about this or it's not about that. It's about, I wonder how they're doing. And, And it's a giving love. It doesn't demand anything. So now, believe it or not, here's the thing. This is great to talk about this. But believe it or not, this kind of love is in you. I'll let you pause and think about that. This kind of love has been deposited into you by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. It tells us this in Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. It says, and this hope in the passion, it says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Do you see that? You have been given the God kind of love. It's been put on the inside of you. And you may say, well, I just don't see it. And you may be right. Others may not see you exhibiting that kind of love either. (laughs) They may not see me all the time exhibiting that kind of love. But you know what? It's in us. The Holy Spirit has deposited this love on the inside of us. But for many, it's laying dormant. Because like anything else that we receive from God, we must grow and develop in it by practicing it, by practicing it. It's not a natural kind of love. And many believers, those who are saved, children of God, followers of Jesus, they are being led by the natural, by the senses. They are allowing natural feelings and emotions to dictate how they interact with someone else. 
That is not kingdom living. This is not what God requires of us. In the kingdom, we are not led by natural things, including our feelings and our emotions. Yes, God created us to feel. God created us with emotions, with a mind, will, and emotions. But God designed us to have them, (laughs) not for them to control us. You know, and that's what happens when we don't bring our mind, will, and emotions under submission to the spirit. This is what happens. Following our emotions and our feelings will and is getting us in trouble, (laughs) a lot of trouble. That's why we've got to renew our minds to this. And it's a daily renewal. This doesn't, you don't do this once and say, well, okay, now I'm going to try it from here. No, this is daily because the world is constantly throwing at us natural, selfish, low level, demanding love every single day. Every day they're throwing that at us. And if we don't renew our minds to the God kind of love, agape love, we'll let his love lay dormant on the inside of us until he comes. And this will hinder us from receiving everything he has laid aside for us and, and, and from living a kingdom life, which is victorious. And I don't know about you, but that's not acceptable for me. <laughs> to me, that's not acceptable. I, I, I can't have that. I want everything the master has laid aside for me. Not some of it, not none of it. I want all of it. I want it all. I've missed out on a lot of other things in this world that people said, oh, you can have, you can, I've missed out, but I refuse to miss out on the things that God has laid aside from me. I, and, and it's love that's stopping us from receiving in most cases. And so we've got to uh, renew our minds to this love and practice the love of God daily. Look at 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18. We can become mature in this love. Hallelujah. It says such love has no fear. 1 John 4, 18, because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it's, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Hmm. (laughs) That word perfect can get us tripped up, can't it? It can get us tripped up. You hear people say, no one is perfect except Jesus. The word here, the word perfect here is talking about love that is mature or complete. Love that is mature or complete. The word speaks of growth and development. That's what it means. That's what it means. I tell this story to people a lot uh, when I'm, you know, talking about personal growth and development, about how every time I went to the doctor's office when I was a kid for my annual checkup, the doctor would sit and tell me about this wonderful event that I should experience any day now. And she'd say, maybe this is the year for it. And that event was the growth spurt. And that event came and I missed it. (laughs) I totally missed it. I've been this height since the fourth grade. (laughs) And so, you know, I didn't have that. But in 2015, 
I decided to get intentional about my personal growth and development. And when I got intentional about it daily, I found out what I didn't, what I, I, I didn't know what I needed to know. I found out what I need to know. I leaned in and I became a practitioner of what I learned. I didn't just do this once. I didn't just do this monthly. I didn't do it weekly. I didn't do it yearly. Every single day, I put time aside for my personal growth and development, and I'm still doing it till this day. And here's the thing. I've had the greatest growth spurt in my life. It wasn't a natural one, but I've grown this way. I've also grown spiritually. I grow spiritually every single year because I'm intentional about my spiritual growth. Well, this is how we grow and develop in the things of God, a daily practice of those things. And love is required for kingdom living. So I need to be practicing it daily. See, information will change your mind, but action will change your life. Did you hear that? Information changed people's minds, but action will change their lives. What are you doing with what you've learned? Hallelujah. The love of God is not just about saying, I love you. That's not what God did. God didn't just say, oh, well, I see you in your wickedness and your sin and you're going to hell. I love you, though. Be careful. No, it stirred him to action. The God kind of love does not allow you to see someone in a certain condition and leave them there. But it also doesn't push its way in and force you, try to force an individual to change. No, God's very patient with us. We need to administer that same grace and mercy. And that's what the love of God does to others. Hallelujah. The more we think about his love, the more we meditate and read his word. Oh my goodness. So many verses on love. The more we practice it, the more we'll grow and become complete and perfect in his love. And now before we close here, I just want to take a few minutes and help us with some practical application of practicing the love of God. We talked a little bit about this during morning prayer, and uh, I'm going to bring it up here because I know it will help. Okay. Now, remember this card. Let me show you this card here. Remember this? Remember that card? I'll put it up at the end so you could take a picture of it. Remember that love card that dad gave out at I don't know how many services? <laughs> yeah, that card. Some of them, I have it on my desk. Some may not even find it. It probably was in the Bible that you brought to church that week and you haven't opened it since. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but dad passed that out several times in the past. And if you don't have one, I, I can also paste it in comments. And there's a post that has that card. Take a screenshot of it. And uh, you can take a picture. And it, this card tells us how to act. It tells us how to act, and it's based on 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 8 in the Amplified Translation, and it personalizes it for us. Can you grab me that card on my desk upstairs? I didn't bring it down with me. So when I look at that card, it's a list for me. It looks like a list of things that love does, right? 
And so when I read and I think I read it, I think about my actions and it, okay. I'm like, yep. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Got that. Check. You know, our list. And then, oh yeah. Mm -hmm, yep. This week I check. Yep. And then, oh no, uh-uh. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, if I'm honest, there's a lot of things that's not okay on that list and that, I, that are a lot of, oh, no, no's, if I'm honest. Uh, but uh, I have to really look at it that way. Some days more than others. So the Lord showed me something with this card when I was going through it, doing my regular confession. He showed me something with this card. And I, anything the Lord shows us is helpful. So I want to share it here. Uh, you know, it talks about enduring long, patient and kind, never envious, boil over with jealousy, boastful, vainglorious, not displaying myself haughtily. I'm not conceited. Uh, don't have pride. I'm not rude, unmannerly. Uh, I, I don't insist on my own rights or my own way, not self-seeking. I'm not touchy, resentful. I don't take account of the evil done to me. I don't rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, um, but I rejoice in right and truth. Um, I bear up under anything and everything that comes. That stood out to me. Love does anything and everything that comes. I am ever ready to believe the best of every person. And my hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. Love and faith are tied together. Do you do you understand? Cannot have love without faith, faith without love. They are tied together, fadeless, and it endures everything without weakening. These are the things that, and love never fails. These are the things that are on this card that we confess about ourselves. And so, um, <laughs> first of all, we got to know that God doesn't have love. He is love. It's, he is the persona of love. We see this in a number of verses, but first John uh, chapter four and verse 16 says, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. God doesn't have love. He is love. And it's the same love that has been deposited into you and I glory to God because he is in us. So you may have to read first Corinthians 13 a lot. <laughs> and I've, I've read it a lot. And you may have looked at this card in the past and thought, that's a lot. That that's a whole lot. And you know, I'm the type that when I see something, it can get me overwhelmed sometimes. And so I have to break difficult things into little steps where I can do a little bit at a time. And that makes it easier for me. I'm small in stature. So everything looks big to me, <laughs> but I've learned to break the task down into smaller steps so I can actually do it. Otherwise, I, I have that all or nothing mentality and I say, well, I didn't get that, that or that right. So, oh, well, <laughs> you know, another day, another time I give up and it's, it goes on the nothing list. And so I don't want that when it comes to love, because this is a requirement for kingdom living. So I recommend that you take this card, take this list and ask the Holy Spirit for help. What is one area on this list? What's one area on this list that you can get intentional about and work on this week, this month, this year? It might take you a while. 
ask the Holy Spirit to bring to your remembrance the interactions that you have had with your family, your friends, your coworkers, people in the store, on the street over the last three to four months. People on Facebook that you argue with, people, you know, your haters, all of those. <laughs> yeah, your haters. And so all of those people in the last three to four months, ask him to bring those things to your remembrance. That's his job. If you ask him, he'll do it. If you don't, he won't. And so ask, uh, as you think about those interactions, there may be a theme that arises. Like, hmm, you know what? I give up on people, uh, you know, I'm not in things, like when things aren't going well, I'm not bearing up under all circumstances. I sure quit real quick uh, if things don't work out or, Mm, I was kind of rude to those people. I have this habit on the phone, you know, or when I'm talking in this poor customer service, I just can't take it. I just get mad. Or when I read that on Facebook, (laughs) you know, or, um, you know, I always remind people of the stuff they did to me. You remember and hold that against them. Always accounting. I got a list on the side going of how many wrongs they've done to me, whatever it is, whatever it is. And, and, and that, thing is keeping you from moving forward in receiving from God. I'm telling you right now, do the inventory because if you are lacking for anything, this is probably where the problem is. Because I believe we're people of faith. We're learning. We walk by faith. But if you don't have love, your faith is not going to work. So see which one of these are stopping you from moving forward the most and then take that thing. Whatever it is, take that thing. Everybody struggles with something on this list. If not, Paul would have never taken the time to write it out the way he did. He wrote it out like that because everybody struggles with this because this is not natural love. Natural love is self-seeking. It could care less. It will just leave a whole bunch of dead bodies on the side of the road as it goes and pursues what it wants to do. Natural love. It could care less about its fellow man, but the God kind of love cares. And again, this is a requirement for kingdom living. And so we're all going to have to do this if we are going to move and live in the kingdom of God and live the kingdom life. Amen. So we take that list, choose the area you tend to struggle with the most. And then uh, because this is fresh, choose that one. Choose the hardest one because this is fresh and new. You're getting some, you know, light in this area, a new perspective of how to look at it. So you've got some energy, you've got some desire right now, fresh desire. So pick something that's hard on this list. And as uh, you do it, you've got some extra strength. As you begin to grow in that tough area, the rest of the areas will come easy because The Holy Spirit has highlighted this to you. So work on that. The rest will be much easier when you get there. So it could be that you work on it for a week or two. However, if this is really ingrained in you, the behavior that's contrary to walking in love, if that behavior is really ingrained in you and and you've been walking that out, then uh, you need to ask yourself the question, what triggers this behavior? You know, uh, when do I typically, in what circumstance do I typically exhibit this behavior that's contrary to the word of God? Listen, if you don't ask the question, how do you know? (laughs) How do you know? So it's not enough to take this card out, say it over and over and over again, but not 
want to change, not want to act accordingly. It's, it's, it's really a waste of time. If I'm just going to confess it, confess it. And then when the Holy Spirit highlights something to us, like you shouldn't have said that, you know, you really shouldn't do that. Don't type that. And we go, well, I'll just type, I'll repent later. Or, you know, they need to know. <laughs> they need to know what I, I think about this. If that's what you're going to do, then just rip the card and throw it out because you will not receive anything doing anything like that in the kingdom of God. We need to be teachable. And if the Holy Spirit tells you to do something and you don't know it, it's going to be like he's very silent in the next coming weeks and months. And you're going to blame God. You're not talking to me. Well, he did. He told you what to do, but you're refusing to do it and you're doing what you want to do anyway. But yet you expect the blessing of God on your life. I know that's not easy to hear. I'm talking to myself because there are some areas the Holy Spirit has told me that I need to do something and, I, and I've not done it I, and I'll deliberately not do it. And that's rebellion. It says rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. And so we need to, re we need to remove that from our lives remove it as far as the east is from the west we need to remove it from our lives so remember let the holy spirit help you it's not enough to take it out and just say it god's love is motivated to action but if you never act on it you're not going to grow and develop in it so the holy spirit is here to help you grow in this area of love and, and so your actions can align with what the word of God says kingdom living requires. Okay. So remember, God's love is already in you. You just have to stir it up. And the more you confess and act accordingly, the more you will come, it will come naturally and just pour out of you. You'll, you'll get that area down and then you can move to another area. And I'm telling you, you're going to have to renew your mind every day and confess it, but it's going to come easier and easier. Now I'm going to give you one warning. When you take this card out and you say, I'm going to be intentional to do it, your flesh is going to scream in pain, especially if you've never trained your, your mind, will, and emotions. If you've let it go and think whatever it wants to think, feel whatever it wants to think, uh, feel, if you've done that, it's going to scream. And the Holy Spirit's going to tell you something and you're going to find that you're going to make excuses for that behavior. He'll say, you know, remember that? And you'll say, well, I, it could have been much worse. I could have said this. And everybody does this. Everyone does this. That is an untrained soul. An untrained soul. Don't allow that to happen. Tell your soul, your mind, will, and emotions to come under submission to the word of God and to your spirit. Your spirit, the real you, is in control, not your flesh and not your soul. And so tell it, remind, remind yourself of that every time that happens. This is an opportunity to train your mind and, and let the word of God tell your mind what it says. Amen? Now, we sometimes, as people of faith, look at the big picture. We get overwhelmed with everything a faith person is supposed to do. Oh, I got so much I got to do. Well, that's sometimes why we don't try things. We don't, we don't do it because we're just thinking, oh, I can't consistently do this. But remember something. Not only are we a natural being, but we have access to the supernatural power of God. So when we commit to do something that God has instructed us to do, 
We have the Holy Spirit who is helping us and we have his supernatural power that comes on us <laughs> to help us walk this out in the natural. Amen. So stir up the God kind of love that's in you. It's already in there. Your practicing is just going to stir it up. The God kind of love is in you. Let God put his super on your natural. And then there's no stopping the explosive force of love that you'll exhibit towards your family, towards your friends, towards one another. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your word. Did you want to say something? No. Oh. Okay. All right. Glory to God. Did you get something from that? How about if you, in comments, before you leave this feed, type one thing that you got from this message today. Just one thing that you got from this message today. I am so excited that God is uh, highlighting to us. I've always, you know, heard the, the love message and walking in love, but I was so excited when God shared this with me. This is how you can practically do this in the natural. And it, it becomes something that, okay, I can get intentional. It's not up here in the cloud somewhere where I can't reach it, but love is in us. And so we stir it up by taking the time to sit with the Holy Spirit. Let him show us the things that we need to fix and the things that we need to adjust and then adjust our behaviors accordingly. We're going to pray. I want to pray for you this morning. Mr. Eric, you come and we're going to pray together. Glory to God. Let me put this up. I'm a little short. There we go. Glory to God. If you're with your spouse, grab their hand today, like Eric and I. If you're with your family, grab their hands today. If you're by yourself in faith, we're grabbing hold and agreeing together with you in Jesus' name. Whatever the need. If you have a need this morning, God is there with you. And he desires that you are free from anything that the enemy is putting in your direction. He desires that you have the best job, the best equipment, the best home, the best car and, and that you have great relationships with your spouse, with your children, with your coworkers. He desires that you get that raise. He desires that you open that business yeah. and that it's successful. He desires that you have the best clients. He desires only good for you. Yes. He desires that you are completely healed and thank whole you, and prospering. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. I grab hold right now. I lay hold right now together with my brothers and sisters of like precious faith. And we touch and agree together right now in Jesus name concerning their needs. You know, their needs, you know, their desires. And so we bring them before the throne of divine favor. And you said, this is the confidence that we have in you, that when we bring our request to you, that you take our case. And so take it this morning, father God, take our case. You are the best one to handle it. Not only do you want to, you can. You have the ability to handle it. And so we thank you. We put it in your hands. We thank cast you, the cares that we have over on you right now in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over every single individual right now in Jesus' name from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I declare the favor of God upon your life right now in Jesus' name. You are healed. You are delivered. You are set free in Jesus' name. You have everything that you need to 
to live this life, this kingdom life in Jesus name. And as you purpose in your heart to carry out the assignment that God has given to us, I declare for supernatural strength, supernatural wisdom, supernatural provision of love. We thank you that it's on the inside of us. We stir it up in Jesus name. And I know our lives will be changed forever until Jesus comes. Glory to God in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I say one thing? Yeah, go ahead. Holy Spirit pressed upon me to say this. It's very simple. If you say that Jesus is Lord of your life, then get closer to him. Pull him closer in your heart, and great things will happen. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. He is Lord. Hallelujah. Not just our Savior, but he is Lord. Amen. He is Lord. He reigns. He's, he, he has the first place in our lives. Glory to God. Well, Thank you, Jesus. we did it. Yes. Woo! <laughs> Whenever you use some new technology, I get all, woo! Um, but I thank God it worked. And at one point, Eric thought my shirt was on backwards. So he's standing over there going, and I'm like, no, doesn't it say it's a family thing on the back? I'm like trying to look in there to see, but it was all right. Yeah, I thank went upstairs God. to check my T-shirt and made sure. I was like, woo! Uh, I thought I pulled a Nina for a minute there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, have an awesome day today. Um, If you're going to clean up snow or whatever you're doing, God bless you. Much strength. Bend with the knees. Is that what they say? Not with the back. (laughs) When you lift up that shovel, uh, don't don't do too much. When you feel tired, go in. You got all day to do it. Amen. And one thing we forgot to mention the roof project. Oh, let me put that. Let me put that slide up. They can't hear us while the slide is up. So here's the slide. All right. Don't forget about the roof project. <laughs> Don't forget about the roof pro- project. Sow a seed towards it and name that seed. Amen. And keep that seed in prayer, and you'll see it come to fruition. Yeah, when you sow over and above uh, the tithe, uh, that's a seed. Name it. Be sure you are naming that seed. And you could do it every week to give towards it, but name your seed. What are you believing God for this time? And keep note of it. Yes. Mark it. You know, that's why God gave us a body with hands <laughs> and he gave us pens and paper. And, you know, a lot of times we think spiritual things are spiritual things and woohoo in the clouds. Bring it down to reality by writing it down and looking at it. The same with this card. Sit down, write down these things. It, we're, we're spirit, soul, and body. And if you use all of you, your spirit, your soul, and your body to receive, you're going to get further because Amen. you can see it. You make it tangible. That's good. Amen. Glory to God. All right. We love you. God bless yes. you. And we'll see you on Wednesday night. And those who pray with me, I'll see you tomorrow. Hallelujah. Bye. <laughs>